Welcome America. Fasten your seatbelts. This is the Jay Sheldon Show. You are the useless people. That's really how they think about you. And we have the proof coming up. More Hunter Coke. Oh, yeah. More Coke. More Hunter Biden. Everywhere the man goes. You know, some people leech dandruff. Hunter leeches Coke. <laughs> and free money, free sex. Ooh. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. <sighs> Happy Wednesday. We are starting off the middle day of the week hump day and by the way right off the bat we want to say hello to our latest rumble family member just saying dan thank you for the follow just saying dan appreciate it hat tip to you welcome in thank you so much you want to join the crowd we always give a hat tip to our new followers that would take uh, just you to click that follow button it's right down there little green button says follow click on it if you don't have a free rumble account when you click on it it will ask you to sign up very easy to do simple you can use your google or facebook or your email and then we don't spam your inbox it just keeps you in touch with us it also lets you comment in the live chat which we keep an eye on throughout the show you can talk about what we're talking about you can bring up other subjects you want my opinion about or promote something if you want. Hey, as long as it's legal, I don't care. Enjoy yourself. That's what the chat's for. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, we got all that and a whole lot more coming up. And, of course, we will continue on. We're headed towards the end of our book, Treasure Island. Right now, though, we want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, and that, of course, is Blackout Coffee our absolutely favorite sponsor here. If you're tired of the same old junk brown water coffee you have been drinking, it is time to make a change. Go with Blackout Coffee. This is an American company run by Americans with American co-ops and American farmers. They are all about our values, conservative values. It's a coffee company 100% committed to two things, conservative values, and making a great cup of coffee. From sourcing the beans, local co-ops, American farmers, to the roasting process, customer support, shipping, Blackout Coffee has got an amazing work ethic. They are dedicated to you. They are dedicated to this country. And we need to do all we can to support companies like this. Do me a favor, check out Blackout Coffee. Look at these amazing blends and roasts here. Brutal Awakening, Morning Reaper, 2A, which, by the way, stands for Second Amendment. You can take out, if you hey, if you're into blackout coffee, and once you've tried it, you will be. You can even own a part of the company. There's a new promotion coming soon. Signature blends, partner roasts, no compromise. Flavored coffees, too, by the way. Cinnamon French Toast. Chocolate cherry. Mm. Single serving coffee pods are also available if you use that sort of a machine. Big five pound bags if you want them. I use the five pound bag because I use that much coffee because I drink it all the time right here. Mm. They've got a full on of merchandise. You know, that's the thing about blackout coffee. It is so full flavored so robust is the word they use you'd think it would be bitter 
because it's like, you know, when you get that much coffee flavor, it ain't not ever, ever is this coffee bitter. Of course, they're endorsed by not only the Jay Sheldon Show, but our good friend Dan Bongino, The Benny Show, Guns and Gadgets, Charlie Kirk, all these folks backed up by Blackout Coffee. There's a great video here, too, if you want to find out how this roasting process happens. Covert Op Cold Brew Pitch Black Espresso Blackout Coffee. When you go to the site by using the link in our show notes, make sure that you just order a single bag. Give it a try. Try one bag. That's all we ask. They're not expensive. And you'll be back for more, I promise, because they're just that good. But when you do check out, use our promo code J20, J-A-Y-20 at checkout. That will get you 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee. J20, J-A-Y-20 at checkout. And that will get you your uh, 20% discount off your first order at Blackout Coffee. Thank you, Blackout Coffee. We really appreciate your being a part of the program here and helping to sponsor the show. means a lot to us. And you know, the most important thing, I think, not only that they make a great product, but they're an all-American company, which is another thing we are all about. Because we are not useless people. We have a purpose. We have a reason for being. From Wide Awake Media over on X... What do we need so many humans for? This is scary, but you have to listen to what this moron has to say. A leading advisor to the WEF, yeah, I know, Yuval Noah Harari, predicts that wrapping advances in computer technology will make humans you know, as in you and me, redundant, useless. It will create a massive class of what he calls useless people. And they will need to be kept happy. And how does he suggest they keep us happy? Drugs and computer games. You think I'm kidding? I am not kidding. Take a look, hang on, take a look, and more importantly, take a listen to this. In the book, if I understand it correctly, you argue that actually the amazing breakthrough that uh, we are experiencing right now, not only will potentially make our life better, but uh, they will create, and I quote you, new classes and new class struggles, just as the Industrial Revolution did. Can you elaborate for us? Yes, in the Industrial Revolution, we saw the uh, creation of a new class of the urban proletariat. And much of the political and social history of the last 200 years involved what to do with this class and the new problems and opportunities. Now, we see the creation of a new massive class of useless people. (laughs) As computers become better and better in more and more fields, there is a distinct possibility that computers will outperform us in most tasks and will make humans redundant. And then the big political and economic question of the 21st century will be, what do we need humans for? Or at least, what do we need so many humans for? Do you have an answer in the book? Um, At present, the best guess we have is uh, keep them happy with drugs and computer games. 
keep them happy with drugs and computer games. That's their answer. If what they think is true or comes true, that computers will become better at what we do than we are. And in some cases, absolutely. What do we need humans for? This is where these people's heads are at. They truly, in their heart of hearts, think this. They believe it to be true. And they're doing everything they can to make it happen. This is the WEF for you. This unelected gaggle of power-hungry morons who are doing everything they can to destroy the life that we know. It's right there. I didn't make it up. It's not a conspiracy theory. You heard the words right out of this guy, Yuval Noah Harari's mouth. Useless people. Keep them entertained with drugs and computer games. Folks, I share this out there because you need to be aware of it. You don't have time, I know. You got a job to do. You got things going on in your life. You got a family to take care of. So hopefully within about an hour, I can cram in as much of these kind of stories that you may miss or not hear about. And so what I hope to do with this show is in an hour's time, be able to bring you the important things you need to know about, you need to keep an eye on. In some cases, you need to contact your representatives and let them know you know what's going on. You are wide awake, but not woke. And you want it to stop because you vote and you will be watching what your representatives do. You need to know these things. You need to follow them. I will follow them for you and bring you little short synopses of what's going on. But these are the things that are going on. And it should scare the hell out of you. The WEF is now admitting, get this, that Trump will win the presidency. And they say it's likely going to be the end of the WEF. I accept your terms. Are you concerned that Trump might be elected again? Shortly? I, I think it's very likely. Mm. And if it happens, it is likely to be the kind of like the, the death blow to what remains of the global order. And he says it, and he says it openly. Now again, it should be clear that many of these politicians they present a false dichotomy, a false binary vision of the world, as if you have to choose between patriotism and globalism, between being loyal to your nation and being loyal to some kind of I don't know global government or what. Uh. Yeah, 
that's kind of exactly what it's about. And we know what to do. If we have to choose between our nation and some sort of global organization, semi-pseudo-government bullshit, I think that choice is uh, mm, pretty easy to make. That's the same nut job from the previous clip. Same guy. That's what I told you. He honestly believes in this. So if his prediction is true that Trump's next term will mean an end to the new world order, I say I can't think of a better reason to vote for the man. I mean, there are a thousand reasons to vote for Donald Trump, but this is a good one. This is a very good one. And you know what else? I think he's right. I think if Trump gets in there, the new world order can just screw off, go away, piss off, you're done, you're cooked, stick a fork in them. <laughs> Unbelievable. More climate scams back in the news again. It never stops. Cheerleaders for the climate scam, John Kerry, Al Gore, predicting the polar ice caps are going to be gone. There will be no more polar ice caps. They say this is going to happen by 2014. Yeah, that would have been, um, let's see, uh, 10 years ago. How many times after time after time do the climate apocalypse, apocalypse mongers have to be wrong before people finally realize that human-induced climate change is a monumental scam. Can you not see this? I know there's some liberals who listen to this show and watch the show on Rumble. Just because you like to be pissed off? I don't know. You're welcome here. You want to put your opinion in? Use the live chat. Love to hear from you. But honestly, how many times do you have to be proven wrong before you wake up? Used as a pretext for unelected globalist bodies, including the United Nations and the World Economic Forum, to wield absolute control over every aspect of our lives by claiming to be saving the planet. There is no climate emergency, never has been, likely never will be. Take a look at this. This is from December 14th, 2009. There is a 75% chance that the entire North Polar Ice Cap during summer, during some of the summer months could be completely 
ice-free within the next five to seven years. You have sea ice, which is melting at a rate that the Arctic Ocean now increasingly is exposed. In five years, scientists predict we will have the first ice-free Arctic summer. Never happened, never will. They have been pulling this climate scam forever. Why? Because it makes them money. Bottom line, follow the money. That's all it's about. It makes them money. I put another link here. I'm probably going to wind up. I, the link, it's when I use my machine, it's going to make me sign in. But I put a link right below in our show notes of, uh, of Google Earth. Take a look. There you go. Right about in here is the North Pole. This is the polar ice cap. And yes, it's covered in ice. And this is as of right now. How many years past 2014 when they predicted it would all be gone? A 10. Okay, 10 years. It's still there. That is a live shot of the North Pole and the Arctic Circle right now. So take your climate scam, ball it up, and shove it where the sun don't shine. Hat tip to Dan. <laughs> I'm telling you, they won't stop because it's a good grift. They got good thing going. You know how many millions of these people have made off of this bullshit? A lot of millions. So as long as it's making money, they're not going to stop. And then you get some feeble oatmeal brain moron in the White House. And all he can do is sit there and drool, wonder where he is. And just keep endorsing these policies and scams that his team, which is actually the gang running the show, put out there. Every day, there is another piece of footage that shows just how lost this man is, how much dementia this man has. And here's another one, just taken. Watch this. He's on, uh, he's just gotten off of his helicopter. Uh, where do I go? I go over here? Love to know what he's saying. I'm lost. I don't know where I am. Help me out, would you? Now his car is about 15 feet away from him. There's the car, Joe. Right ahead of you. You see all the Secret Service guys there? That's where you have to go. This is insane. He is completely lost. There's the chopper, and 10, 15 feet away is his motorcade. He can't even get to it. He is done. He is cooked. Stick a fork in him. He's finished. This is the man 
running our country? Well, to be fair, no, it's not the man running our country. There are people behind the scenes who are taking care of that. But this is the guy, the forward-facing moron to the world. And you wonder why China, Russia, Iran just couldn't possibly give a shit less? Because they see this as our elected leader. This is the commander-in-chief of our military? Does that make you proud? Can't find his way 15 feet to get from a chopper to a motorcade? Wow. Hey, do you remember the Club Q shootings? It was a while ago, I know, but uh, it's back in the news. Why did it take so long for this case to get to court? Is this normal? Look, I don't know a whole lot about the court system. Fortunately, I was only involved in it once as a witness. It was a scary thing, by the way. But the Club Q shooter has finally been charged with federal hate crimes. Colorado shooter who killed five people at an LGB nightclub, Club Q, in 2022, intends to plead guilty to 74 new federal hate crimes and firearms charges, according to court filings made public yesterday. The agreement would mean prosecutors would not seek the death penalty for Anderson Lee Aldridge, 23 years old, formerly from Colorado Springs, who'd served multiple concurrent life sentences, plus additional uh, consecutive sentences, which total 190 years. Good. He was sentenced to life in prison last year after pleading guilty five murders, given an additional 2,208 years. The Department of Justice yesterday said in a statement announced the new charges and proposed plea agreement. It is alleged the willful, deliberate, malicious, and premeditated attack occurred because of the actual or perceived sexual orientation and gender identity of any person. The date of the guilty plea yet to be set as of last night, according to the DOJ. Horrible, horrible incident. But this nut job, thankfully, this evil, evil nut job, will never, ever, ever see the light of day of freedom. He will die as he should in prison. I, a lot of conservative people disagree with me, but I am not a uh, fan of the death penalty. In fact, I oppose the death penalty. I do not think we should have a death penalty. I do, however, think we should be lot like this, 2,000 over years in prison. We should be locking people away with absolutely no chance of any kind of parole for the rest of their lives die there. 
never been a, a, a proponent of the death penalty. My reasons are many. Among the more important ones is that if we get it wrong, even once, and we have, provably we have, we have executed innocent people. Even one is one too many. And since we can never be 1,000% sure, rarely, I'm not a fan. Don't support it. Here's another case where they did exactly the right thing. Lock this man up. And yes, by the way, before you say, oh, your tax dollars paying for him. It's, I don't care. Raise my taxes for it. I happily will pay to keep this scummy slime ball in prison for the rest of his life until he dies there. Now, one person who should be behind bars for at least many years, and not only isn't, but never will be, is, of course, Hunter Biden. Oh, yeah. Here's the latest, just broke. FBI investigators found cocaine. <laughs> Hunter Biden? Cocaine. They found cocaine on the firearms pouch that Hunter Biden used, according to prosecutors. You know, I'm laughing because it's just so absurd, it's gotten to the point of being funny. They discovered powder cocaine on the firearm pouch Hunter Biden used to hold the gun he allegedly purchased in October of 2018. Yesterday in a court filing, that was according to the DOJ, David Weiss' team, special counsel, filed a response motion to Hunter Biden's selective prosecution claim and described how the FBI investigators retrieved the alleged firearm in 2023. And inside the pouch, they found cocaine. Running around Hunter's brain. That's the actual filing there. They pulled sealed envelopes from the state police vault, took photographs of the firearm, and after opening it, they saw this white powdery substance on the defendant's brown leather pouch. Based on their training and experience, boy, there's an old line from law enforcement, investigators believed it was likely cocaine. They tested it, and guess what? Bingo! It's cocaine! Everywhere this man goes, a little cocaine will fall. Is he in prison? Has he even been charged with anything substantial? Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Unbelievable. Hey, NordVPN. You know Nord? Of course you know Nord. Do you have a VPN? If you don't, you should. NordVPN is probably one of the best VPNs out there. 
they will get you covered. They will get you the privacy you should have. We live in a digital age, folks. There's no getting around that. Our online privacy, our security, all uber, uber important. With NordVPN, you can browse the web safely, security, knowing that your personal data and information and the sites you visit are all protected. You don't need to worry about hackers, snoopers, even your own ISP is logging your data, selling it off to marketers. Why do you think those ads keep coming up that are about stuff you looked up yesterday? There's a reason for that. It's not magic. It's spying on you. They have military-grade encryption. It ensures your data stays safe, confidential. Your personal data is worth a lot on the dark web, and it may be out there already. You don't know. You need to start right now. There's a lot of free VPNs out there, but they're low, they're slow, the connections are horrible, and they don't last long. You sign up for this, very inexpensive, by the way, less than a, coffee, a, cup, a cup of coffee a month. Not only does NordVPN protect your privacy, they also open up a world of online entertainment. 6,000 plus servers in over 59 countries, NordVPN can get you connected to all the entertainment shows, everything else that's out there that you may not have access to now. And one of the, I think, the coolest things with NordVPN is that if you sign up with a single NordVPN account, you can connect up to six devices. You don't just have it on your handphone and you're done. You can put it on your handphone, your laptop, your desktop, your, your spouse's handphone, your kids, up to six devices with a single NordVPN account. And take a look at these numbers too. 6,730 plus Mbps, megabytes per second, that kind of connection speed. These other guys, who's their competitors, not even close, not even close. The next closest one, half that speed. The amount of servers, which is important, 6,000 plus with NordVPN. ExpressVPN, 3,000 plus. Gives you malware scanning for downloads, alerts about your leaked credentials. It will let you know if it finds stuff out, out there on the net that shouldn't be there about you. And it has a tracker and an ad blocker. NordVPN, folks, is the way to go. And you use that link down there in our show notes to sign up. Get NordVPN up to 63% off. That is $3.99 a month. Cup of coffee. That's it, a month. And you are protected. You and five other devices in your life will be connected and protected. We live in an age where that is more important than ever. NordVPN, use the link in our show notes. All right, the Supreme Court, if you hadn't heard, struck down the whole idea of race-based admissions. And guess who's not opposed? No, not the white supremacists. A majority of black Americans approve of this move. According to a poll, there you go, right there, it's from Daily Caller. More than half of black Americans approve 
of the Supreme Court striking down race-based admissions. That's from a Gallup poll, not a small group. They ruled in June race-based admissions in two separate cases at Harvard and the University of North Carolina violated the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution. You likely have heard about this. If you care about it, no doubt you have. But some people, like I said in the beginning of the show, just don't have time to keep catching up. New poll revealed that the decision is broadly popular with American people. More than two-thirds of Americans saying it was mostly a good thing. 52% of black Americans said the same thing. A good thing. So there you go. We're awake, but we ain't woke. There's more in that article you want to read it. You can find it in our show notes tonight. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's an eye-opener. It really is an eye-opener, my friends. All right, what else we got? Oh, the war on plastics. Yeah. <laughs> Love this one again, the Daily Caller. If you live in a blue state, good luck getting a plastic bag to try and get your groceries home. Now, you know, they switched to paper for a while, which was fine. When I was growing up, it's all we had were paper bags. Well, apparently the blue state's aggressive plastic bag ban has done one thing well. Failed. Miserably. There's a new report out. (laughs) This is great. New Jersey's 2022 ban on plastic bags may have actually increased greenhouse gas emissions and the use of plastic while serving as a windfall for grocers. Democratic New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, moron, it effectuated a statewide ban on single-use plastic bags. Now, honestly, is there such a thing even? Because I get plastic bags at the grocery store. They charge me 20 cents here for them. Fine, whatever. I don't care. But then that plastic bag goes under the sink and gets turned into a garbage bag. So that's two uses right there. Anyway, they intended to reduce pollution by doing it. Policy appears to have actually increased the consumption of plastics. I'm not kidding. Not a joke. According to a new report by Fredonia Group, premier international business research company, while the ban appears to have achieved the opposite outcome as intended, and it's become a boon for realtors. The volume of single-use plastic bags in New Jersey declined by about 60% when the ban went into place. However, the transition to reusable plastic bags increased plastic consumption by 300%. Yeah which actually wound up producing more plastic. Because 
Nobody ever stops to ask, and then what? Nobody ever thinks to say that. There's a new scam going on in India. I know it's way over there. But I thought this interesting enough to bring it up and talk a little bit about it. Men are losing big money in India on what is possibly the most obvious scam ever. Free money, free sex. That's the two buzzwords I think that are most important. <laughs> you know, this is about India, but I could see this happening anywhere, including here in America. Men in India are losing big money on the most obvious scam imaginable. According to the BBC, Hundreds of gullible victims have fallen prey to scammers using online videos and phone calls to scout men who are willing to have sex with and impregnate women, only to rob them of thousands of dollars. The scammers lure them in with the promise of free sex and free money which is a deadly combination. Cyber law professor Pavan Dugal reportedly said, in situations like this, prudence often takes a back seat. The All India Pregnant Job Service. What? Yeah. The impregnating women scam. They say they've arrested eight men continue to search for about 18 more, nine mobile phones and a printer reportedly seized. This gang has been active for a year and they believe they've conned hundreds of people. So far, no one's, no surprise here, no one's come forward to complain. Deputy Superintendent of Police Kailan Anand, command of the Indian state of Bihar Nawada's district cyber task force. Wow. This one guy, Mangesh Kumar, received an offer of more than a half million Indian rupees to have intercourse with a woman. Up to 800,000 more rupees if he successfully got the woman pregnant. A self-described poor man, father of two sons, periodically spent thousands of rupees on court documents, safe deposit, taxes, in preparation for a payout that never came. They said they'd book a hotel room in which the two uh, where I lived and I would meet the woman there, he told the BBC. Repeatedly asked when he would receive the money, told it could not be sent to his account until he paid 12600 as an income tax. Yep, he paid it, and then guess what? Absolutely nothing.
scammed. Free money, free sex. Gets them every time. <laughs> Ay, uh, have you ever wondered? You go to you go to an NBA. I've never been to a professional sports game, football, baseball, basketball. Not really a big sports fan. I appreciate people that follow. I know some people have a lot of people have stopped watching the NBA or the NFL because of all their woke bullcrap. But anyway, one of the things you can get if you have Elon Musk sort of money is a skybox, which gets you a brilliant view of the game. But it also gets you a little bit more. Do you ever wonder when you look up, if you're down in the, you know, where the useless people sit? You look up at those skyboxes and you say, man, that's the life. What do you suppose it looks like inside those places? Well, guess what? We got the video. Look at this. Check this out. Ice, cold beer, wine, Sprite, Coke. Is that Coors? And it looks like some sort of Caesar salad makings. Some hot dogs, egg rolls, dipping sauces, some hot wings. Nice. What's this? Oh, chicken wings. Very buffalo wings, I guess. Popcorn. Ooh, those cookies look good. And then, of course, the game. Right there from your own personal skybox. So, <laughs> if you've ever wanted to know what it's like and what you get for your $10,000, you get some really good-looking Oreo uh, chocolate chip cookies. They almost looked homemade, didn't they? Mm. All right, so there you go. That's our uh, that's our latest go-to. I want a skybox. I just have to figure out what sport I want it in. <laughs> we'll find one. Hey, book time. Treasure Island, Robert Louis Stevenson, the most amazing book, probably the all-time classic children's book. Originally published back in 1882, Robert Louis Stevenson. In fact, in our show notes, you will see there is a list of, um, there's a list. Where is our show notes, by the way? Okay. You know what I can do? Hang on. I'm going to switch over to my, no, I don't want to do that. Hold on. Let me get a blank page. Okay. Here we go. Don't go away. All right. Now, hang on. I'm going to perform a little magic here on the air. There we go. Boop. Look at that. It's our show notes. Okay. So you see, whoa, get out of there. Okay. So you see right here, this is the last thing we did, which is uh, the NBA skybox, what it gets you. But then you see right here, Treasure Island. That is a link to a YouTube video about Robert Louis Stevenson, the author of Treasure Island. And it's fascinating. Even if you're not into the book or listening to me read the book, as I've been doing for a long time now, it's a long book. Check out this doco, because it's amazing. And in fact, 
their research implies that part of Treasure Island might have been autobiographical, written by Robert Louis Stevenson. It's fascinating stuff. Anyway, I put that as a link into our show notes. It's there if you want to watch the documentary. And since we're showing you our show notes, you see right there, contact your representative, let them know. That is the link. Like in the beginning of the show, we told you, draw your line, say no, you're not crossing it. And when people do, you need to contact who represents you. That link will get you to exactly that information. Who represents you, who they are, and uh, what it is they're doing to screw up your life. And you have to let them know to stop. Fight it. Aight, you ready? Man, that was a big introduction to the book, huh? We are starting Chapter 25 from Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. It's called I Strike the Jolly Roger. I had scarce gained a position on the bowsprit when the flying jib flapped filled upon the other tact with a report like a gun. The schooner trembled to her keel under the reverse, but the next moment the other sails were still drawing. The jib flapped back again and hung idle. This nearly tossed me off into the sea. Now I lost no time, crawled back against the bowsprit, and tumbled head foremost on the deck. I was on the lee side of the forecastle, and the mainsail, which was still drawing, concealed from me a certain portion of the afterdeck. Not a soul was to be seen. The planks, which had not been swabbed since the mutiny, bore the print of many feet, and an empty bottle, broken by the neck, tumbled to and fro like a live thing in the scuppers. Suddenly, the Hispaniola came right into the wind. The jibs behind me cracked aloud. The rudder slammed to. The whole ship gave a sickening heave and shudder. And at the same time, the main boom swung inboard. The sheet groaning in the blocks and showed me the lee afterdeck. There were two watchmen, sure enough, red cap on his back, as stiff as a handspike, with his arms stretched out like those of a crucifix, his teeth showing through his open lips. Israel hands propped against the bulwarks, his chin on his chest, his hands lying open before him on the deck, his face as white under its tan as a tallow candle. For while the ship kept bucking and sidling like a vicious horse, the sails filling now on one tack, now on another, and the boom swinging to and fro, till the mast groaned aloud under the strain. Well, now and again, too, there would come a cloud of light spray over the bulwark, and heavy blow of the ship's bows against the swell. So much heavier weather was made of it by this great rigged ship than by my homemade lopsided coracle, now gone to the bottom of the sea. At every jump of the schooner, Redcap slipped to and fro, 
But what was ghastly to behold, neither his attitude nor his fixed teeth, disclosing grin, was any way disturbed by this rough usage. At every jump, too, Hans appeared still more to sink into himself, settle down upon the deck, his feet sliding ever the further out, the whole body canting toward the stern, so his face became, little by little, hidden from me, and at last I could see nothing beyond his ear and the frayed ringlet of one whisker. At the same time, I observed around both of them splashes of dark blood upon the planks. I began to feel sure that they must have killed each other in their drunken wrath. And while I was looking thus, wondering, in a calm moment when the ship was still, Israel's hands turned partly around, and with a low moan, writhed himself back to the position in which I had first seen him. The bone, which told of pain and deadly weakness, and the way in which his jaw hung open went right to my heart. But when I remembered the talk I had overheard from the apple barrel, all pity left me. I walked aft until I reached the mainmast. Come aboard, Mr. Hands, I said ironically. His eyes rolled heavily, but he was too far gone to express surprise. All he could do was utter one word. Brandy. It occurred to me there was no time to lose, and dodging the boom as it once more lurched across the deck, I slipped aft and down the companion stairs into the cabin. It was such a scene of confusion you can hardly fancy. All the lockfast places had been broken open in the quest of the chart. The floor was thick with mud where the ruffians had sat down to drink or consult after wading in the marshes around their camp. The bulkheads, all painted in clear white, beaded round with the gilt, bore a pattern of dirty hands. Dozens of empty bottles clinked together in corners to the rolling of the ship. One of the doctor's medical books lay open in the table, half the leaves gutted out, I suppose, for pipe lights. In the midst of all this, the lamp still cast a smoky glow, obscure and brown as umber. I went into the cellar. All the barrels were gone, and of the bottles, a most surprising number had been drunk out and thrown away. Certainly since the mutiny began, not a man of them could ever have been sober. Forging around, I found a bottle with some brandy left for hands, and for myself, I routed out some biscuits and pickled fruits, a great bunch of raisins and a piece of cheese. Now with these I came on deck, put down my own stock behind the rubber head and well out of the coxswain's reach, went forward to the water breaker, had a good deep drink of water, and then, and not until then, gave hands the brandy. He must have drunk a gill before he took the bottle from his mouth. 
Aye, said he, by thunder, but I wanted some of that. I sat down already in my own corner and began to eat. Much hurt, I asked him. He grunted, or rather, I might say, he barked. If that doctor was aboard, I'd be right enough in a couple of turns, but I don't have no manner of luck, you see. That's what's the matter with me. As for that swab, he's good and dead, he is, he added, indicating the man with the red cap. He warn't no seaman, anyhow. Where might you have come from? Well, said I, I've come aboard to take possession of this ship. Mr. Hands, and you'll be pleased regarding me as your captain until further notice. He looked at me sourly enough, but said nothing. Some of the color to come back into his cheeks, though he still looked very sick, still continued to slip out, settle down as the ship banged about. By the by, I continued, I can't have these colors, Mr. Hands, and by your leave I'll strike them. Better done than these. And again, dodging the boom, I ran to the color lines, hauled down their cursed black flag, and chucked it overboard. God save the king, said I, waving my cap, and there's an end to Captain Silver. He watched me keenly, slyly, his chin all the while on his breast. I reckon, he said at last, I reckon, Captain Hawkins, you'll kind of want to get ashore now. Suppose we talks. Why, yes, said I, with all my heart, Mr. Hands. Say on, and I went back to my meal with a good appetite. This man, he began, nodding feebly at the corpse. O'Brien were his name, a rank Irelander. This man and me got the canvas on her, meaning for to sail her back. Well, he's dead now. He is dead as a bulge. But who's to sail the ship? I don't see. Without I give you a hint, you ain't that man, far as I can tell. Now look here. He gives me food, drink, an old scarf, an handkerchief, and tie my wound up, you do. I'll tell you how to sail her. That's about square all round, I take it. I'll tell you one thing, said I. I am not going back to Captain Kidd's anchorage. I mean to get into North Inlet and beach her quietly there. To be sure you did, he cried. Why, I ain't such, seen such an infernal lubber after all. I can see, can't I? I tried my fling, I have, and I've lost, and now it's you has the wind of me. North Inlet? Why? I haven't no choice, not I. I'd help you sail her up to execution dock by thunder, so would I. Well, it seemed to me there was some sense in this. We struck our bargain on the spot. In three minutes, I had the Hispaniola sailing easily before the wind along the coast of Treasure Island, and with good hopes of turning the northern point ere noon, beating down again as far as the north inlet before high water, 
when we might beach her safely, and waiting till the subsiding tide permitted us to land. That's where we'll knock off for today, and we will continue on with Treasure Island tomorrow on the Thursday edition. Hey, folks, thanks so much for everything. Don't forget to hit that follow button. Really appreciate it. Again, just saying, Dan, welcome into the Jay Sheldon Show Rumble family. And uh, I will see you all again tomorrow. Thanks, folks. You just heard the Jay Sheldon Show. Join us Monday through Friday live here on Rumble. Thanks for watching. Snort. <laughs>